0: Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Before I really start my teaching, I want you to know that uh, I've been asking God some questions about the body of Christ. and Why do some days we're excited about Him, and other days that we're not, and some days we fall asleep on Him, and some days we are running a race with Him, and some days we don't believe Him because of what we see, but then when we see, then we believe. I want us to know today How to see the Word of God in the Spirit. How do we have a relationship with heaven? Not with the Word, not with the written Word, but with heaven. Don't you want to experience what it's like to be connected to heaven? Amen. See into heaven. See, its songs are far off. But we are supposed to be able to see into heaven. Amen. And so I was asking, why don't we really perceive and can see when something is not that it really is? (laughs) Allow us to see when we say that we don't have that we have. Are you able to really say that and experience that now? Most likely no because we don't know how to perceive spiritually. We don't know how to pierce through time and see eternity. Because what we've been used to is the traditional teaching. There you so go. you've been moved by your emotions and, oh, it's going to get better. So I need to play a song that maybe me feel like it's going to get better. <laughs> or hear a story about the Hebrew boys that came out, but it don't seem like there's a way out for me. God wants to bring you a reality of your victory today Amen. and for it to be self-staining. Come on. So as I was putting together this teaching, and I said, God, you give, you've given me something most challenging, but I'm up for the challenge. So obviously, you wouldn't give it to me if I wouldn't be able to actually complete the challenge. And in doing so, it's really bring to life the book of Revelation, this is a book in the Bible, it's not often taught, the book of Revelation. And nope. the question is, why? Why do we stay from that, or try to stay away from the book of Revelation? This should be the first book mm. that you read when you convert to <laughs> a Christian. <laughs> yep. Normally what we're told is that you should read Maybe the book of John, the gospel of John, or start in Corinthians where the church was built. But we really don't understand why we should really start off at the end. He says, I am the beginning, beginning. and the end. The book of Revelation, the revelation of Christ. Why wouldn't we start in that book? And because we didn't start in that book, we are, Pastor, this is why we're not connected and can't relate to his second coming. Mm. We can't relate to end times because we're in this time. Because we've been taught from this time and not from his time, which he has no time because he's always existed. That's right. The book of Revelation. So Cindy came to me on Tuesday, and she shared a dream with me. And when God gave me this message to teach, he said that this is the time that many of you are going to have authentic dreams, authentic open vision. Open. There's a difference between having a closed vision and an open vision. Open vision means that you're invited and connected to heaven, and you don't have to decide or get with someone to find out is this, this God and get them to help you to interpretate because it's not a dream; it's an open vision directly from God. Amen. And so when I was uh, actually talking to God about this, Cindy came to me not knowing what I was you know my message putting together. And she had a dream. So God already went ahead of me, because everything's already done, and he gave you an authentic dream. Really not understand it? Come on up, because I want Cindy to share this dream with you, and then I'm going to briefly interpret it for you. Then we're going to go into the message, because you're going to understand, because as you see it behind me on the screen, this is the throne room of God. This is an illustration of what John saw, and I'm going to go through that, so Cindy, uh, briefly how you told me, okay, it don't have to be details, just real briefly, okay,
1: all right, praise God, so I'm going to give you all a highlight of uh, what the Lord had given me that night, um, I dreamt that I was coming to the gathering, and what I didn't tell you to is, I really didn't go into details about everything, because I Pastor had been telling me to write every, my dreams down, but I've been disobedient, just kind of not doing what I've been told to do. So I repent. Um, so when I came to the gathering, the church was on a one level; it was single building. It wasn't on the second level. So when I walked up, um, I saw the church was on my left side. The gathering, everybody was in the building, and Teacher Mel was standing in front of me, and Pastor was standing the far off to the right so in the dream i felt like i was coming into i mean i knew it was my church but i felt like it was i was coming into it for the first time so i I walked up to a teacher and i asked teacher i said teacher i said why is pastor off by himself over to the side the right side and he was to the right side important and, and more importantly what god showed me was he was talking he was pondering you know how you ponder You're talking, and she says, well, God is doing something new with him. He's taking him to a high level, so he's sharing some more knowledge with him about what he's going to do with him, so he needs to be off by himself. I says, okay, and um, so I proceeded to talk to teacher, and as she was standing there, the Lord just told me to go behind her, so I started to walk behind her as she was standing in front of me. But what I noticed was there was a curtain, it was a thick burgundy curtain that, separated, that was Ooh. on her backside. And he told me to walk around the back of the curtain. So when I proceeded to walk around the back of the curtain, there were two big books. Um, they were thick books, like scholar books, or um, it, was a, you know, it was a, uh, like this, the cipher books.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They, were, they were real big books and they had burgundy, deep red binders on it. And the Lord told me what she was doing, a, a deep study, almost like a root word, deep study, and He was what he was sharing with her, but I didn't write it down. And he was actually giving me what he was sharing with her, what he had shared with her. And um, so I came back from behind the curtain, and I says, um, by this time, um, everyone had gathered in the church, they were sitting down, and there was a song she started to hum, she was singing, and I think it was, I, I'm not sure, but I think it was uh, uh, Minister Al, he told her, it was time for her to sing, to come up in front, she mm-hmm. needs to sing her song. And I thought to myself, I said, Teacher I can't sing. <laughs> and so, then so I said, okay, I said, well, then she's singing, then I'm gonna, I want a front seat. So. Diane was sitting to the left, and Destiny was sitting right behind her. So I came and I sat in front of Diane. And uh, I remember teacher was like, because I said, man, I said, you can't sing. She said, well, I'm singing today. God's giving me a new song to sing. Mm-hmm. So and she started singing, then I woke up from the dream.
0: Let you know just how authentic that this dream is from heaven. Okay. Let's just deal with, first of all, she saw me standing in front, passes him back, and he's talking. I'm going to give it to you really quick. Pastor, in this case, is Jesus talking to the Father. And this is what's really actually going on in the throne room. This is Jesus talking to his Father. And the, as I begin to really describe when we go into uh, Revelation 4, you're going to see, because this, this is the second vision that John has, and he speaks about the seven lights and which there really are the menorah, which is in the front of the throne, which really is Holy Spirit. Amen. So Holy Spirit, Spirit. is in the front of the throne. Then there is the Father then there's Jesus on the right-hand side of him. So it passes on the right-hand side of the Father conversing. And Cindy, as you were standing here, I got a revelation of really who you are. So then what happened was, you are John in the case, Apostle John, because he received a message from an angel. Because the message was given first to Jesus and Jesus then gave it to the angel and the angel gave the message to John Amen The curtain itself See first of all she had to come behind and come behind me she had to see perceive spiritually because it's holy spirit the menorah. And see when you perceive through holy spirit you can see spiritually She said she had to walk behind and this is what John did. John. For John to see through the ages, he had to see behind. He had to see in the past. So she had to come behind Holy Spirit, but seeing through the ages is what you did. Mm-hmm. And through that, you saw the books, which is a stroll. And the stroll is referred to as the books. The curtains represent, and I mean, your entire dream is the throne room of God. <laughs> See, it's about we, because we don't think God uses us like that, that's why He used you like that. So you're waiting on a well-known, supposedly, status of a prophet. But he's, he wants to speak. He said, in the latter days, he's going to pull his spirit out on all flesh. And what you were seeing was the throne room of God. The curtain represents an open door. I'm just, see, y'all don't even, uh-uh, no, no. See, You got to go to another level because he's taking me to another level. (laughs) Come on. See, otherwise you couldn't perceive. I couldn't perceive what you told me. But when she said a new song, I said, it's not about that I can sing. It's about the new song. Why do you sing? Because there's praise in you. You're happy. There was... Dad, there was a new song. See, it wasn't just singing. And this is what happened around the throne. The angels, they sung a new song. Come on. You had the entire throne room in your dream because the angels sung a new song. It's in Scripture. Revelation 5. so the curtain again it's an open door and open door means this Jesus, I thank you open door means to actually testify got the testimony mm-hmm. is an opportunity to testify Mm-mm-mm. see we're not excited About the word of God. When you really can see spiritually, oh, you'll be excited about the word. Because you can't see spiritually, you're only excited about what you can see. Yep. Money, a car, things look well. That's the only thing that you can get happy about. But these are temporary things. They come to an end just like your life. So let's get into the background of Revelation. It is considered to be an apocalypse, which simply means revelation. A prophecy in seven letters. This is we talking about Revelation. John received visions and messages while on the island of Patmos, which this was a place that political prisoner went to. And when they went there, he never came back. John wrote this book while he was going through, this probably was his last years with with them. I am going to say with With us. (laughs) And while he was on this island, this is where the time when he was writing Revelation, that a Christian was persecuted the most. And they were persecuted the most because of their witness. See, we're supposed to be experiencing these same things. They were being persecuted, Pastor, because of their witness. Due to their testimony. I'm going to show you how we get the word so out of context. When it says, in, understand this, in Revelation 12:11, Complete Jewish Bible. I overcome by the blood of the Lamb... And by the testimony, see, see, we're thinking, get that for me, You can do King James on that one. Revelation 12, 1. And you can understand why you are victors. Because This is why you're not happy, and this is why you don't seem to be free. It's because you don't think that you are victorious except you get money, except you get a car, except you get a house, something materialistic. You don't think that you are victorious because you're being tested. This validates that you are a victor. So your testing that your testing validates that you are victorious. I see, this is why we don't, this is why we're looking all sad in the church. This is why we don't care. This is why we are lethargic. Because you don't have the reality. You can't seem to perceive beyond the menorah, the Holy Spirit, to see through the ages that you're victorious. Are we the
2: righteous? Read out. Revelation chapter 12 and verse 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they love not their lives unto the death. I want
0: you to hear me. It says they overcame. They overcame him. Satan. We overcome Satan by The blood of the Lamb that was slain before the foundations of the earth. We've already overcome him. Satan. And it's by our testimony. It's by the gospel which is the testimony of Christ. Which is prophecy. It has been prophesied in the gospel that you've already overcome. See, when you add prophecy and history, you get the revelation of victory. He said... They defeated him because of the Lamb's blood and because of the message of the witness. The message of Holy Spirit, the witness. Because the gospel is, we're talking about the gospel, not the Old Testament. The gospel is prophecy. They overcame because it was already prophesied before they were born that they would be victorious through the blood of the Lamb. Even when facing death, they did not cling to life. See, you're still clinging to life. You're still clinging to a way out. You're still clinging to a resolution of your problems. You're still clinging to things, and you won't cling to God. This is why you're never able to sustain victory. It's short-lived. It's a pseudo victory. He said when they were facing death, Pastor, they still didn't cling to life. This is the true Christian. Just that when they're going through, they still praise. Have you ever thought about when I die and how I want to die? I said, Lord God, when I die, I want to be sitting up on my bed and give a last prophecy of your coming. I said, God, if I had a way to say, before I die, just allow me to raise up one last time and prophesy that you're coming. (laughs) Hey! (laughs) Woo, yes, pastor.
3: (laughs) So, So John knew when he was sent there, he knew he was going to die there. He knew he was dying. He he knew this was it. But still, the revelation. Oh, my God. The apocalyptic of him, the revelation, the revealing. Oh, my God. Came to him while he was dying. He knew he was going to die there. Yes, Lord. So it's like, yo, you you know you're going to die. What you writing? Oh, my God. What are you testifying okay, about? Okay, that's all I'm saying.
0: And your life is the testimony. He knew your he was going to die. He knew he was going to die. Yes, You did. know you are. Yeah. Okay. So how are you testifying Woo. of the word that you're living for Christ and that you would die for Christ? That no matter what comes your way. I will praise the Lord yet more and more. See, what we don't do is that when we're going through, you're sad, you depressed, you you act like you don't know God. Is there another? But he said, rejoice and yet then again rejoice. This is why I'm not, I, I can't, I can't relate to when things happen for us to rejoice then. Even when our, the ministry, we were at the prime minister, we didn't rejoice when things manifested. We rejoiced when we couldn't see. This is a true believer. Amen. So let's try to understand the purpose of Revelation. First of all, it's threefold. Letters to the church. Deviation from truth. To call them back to their first love. And view of Persecution. He offers strength for our faith and inspires us to overcome and remain in faith until we die. And finally, Christ's second event, the future events with Him coming. Let's uh, just go over a few key words and process in the process in achieving spiritual perception. So, key words and also the process in achieving spiritual perception. One, Christ is the revelator. He is the revelator. Two, you have to understand the story flow, how the word flows. Because if you study Revelation, then you will see it connects with Matthew. It connects, all, it connects with all the gospel. It connects with prophecy, Daniel, Ezekiel, Zechariah. Amen. So when you, really, when you really want to see spiritually, you have to really become a student of the Word of God. Three, purpose. You have to understand, what is the purpose? Why is the book written? And we're going re- to actually read the purpose, which is really Revelation 1 and 1. The Bible interprets itself and also the symbols. So I want you to be able to understand, this is why people don't go into the book of Revelation, because a lot of symbols. They don't understand the symbol, but he even makes it clear what the symbols are. So the process. We spoke about John saw through the ages. He looked behind him to to do so, and he recorded what is. This is what he did. He wrote what is, which was the church. The state of the church. What is, and still now. What was, and what is to come. These are the things that he had actually written. I'm going to give you a word here Anthropomorphism. A N T H R O P O M O R P H ism. ISMS. It means anthropos, which is man, morph, which is form, form of man. And basically, what is done in the, in the Bible is because God wants to reach you. He has to reach still the human side of you first. Is that he uses features and symbols that you can relate to and it attaches to your emotions. So it has to get the human part of you. So even when Jesus is described, we use certain features that we can relate to. His face. Does he really have a face? His right hand. Does he really have a right hand? But it's things that we can relate to. Because we can't comprehend. See, when you read the Word of God, we can't comprehend the incomprehensible. And you can't know a phantom what is not knowable. So we don't know these things. So what he gives us is symbols and signs that we can relate to with our human expressions. Hear me. He creates something that can assist us in understanding the divine through human words, again, in emotion, features, and knowledge. Allegory, obviously just represents something of a spiritual meaning through a figurative subject. Not literally the throne, a physical throne But I use that because you can relate to a king's throne. This is a place, but it's a kingdom. That's what a throne is—rulership. It's not about a physical throne. It is a kingdom metaphor. Something is used or regarded as being used to represent something else symbol we have to understand this about God is that he transcends he exists above and independent from everything hear me transcend yet he is upheld by himself alone He's unknown and unknowable. Yet God continues to seek to reveal himself to his creation. We, are, we have finite little brains. <laughs> but he's infinite. God' holiness remains causes him to be aloof from his creation. But because of his love, he draws near. And he's done this so much so that he is inside of you for those who are born again. So, Revelation is divided in three sections. Again, we talked about which thou have seen. We talked about the things which are, which are the seven churches and the things hereafter. It's divided into seven churches, seven seals, seven trumpets. Seven bowls, seven dunes, and seven new things. Amen. And when we say that, because why is it all these sevens? God is about order, and John seems to be about sequence. In comparison with the seven, God does a parallel with heaven and earth. There are seven continents. There's seven seas. And there's seven colors in the rainbow. And Revelation is divided in seven sections. That's the intro and background of the book of Revelation. So before I go there, I want you to understand what's going on on the screen. You're going to see here the green emerald. You're going to see here, also this is the red here, the Sardis. You're going to see that. You're going to see that here these are the seven lights, which is really the menorah here. You're going to see the four creatures here. You're going to see the 24 elders here. And you're going to see also all those angels behind all the elders. And, of course, you can see the father on the throne and you're going to see also Jesus there with him so you have whole you see the trinity he's there and you see a door so revelation 1 and 1 uh 1 through 3 new living translation i'm just going to give you this to understand the purpose really of Revelation.
2: This is a revelation from Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants the events that must soon take place. He sent an angel to present this revelation to his servant John, who faithfully reported everything he saw. This is his report of the Word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. God blesses the one who reads the words of this prophecy to the church. And he blesses all who listen to its message and obey what it says, for the time is near. This
0: is a revelation from Christ. What you're going to hear for the first time is a revelation from Christ. I need you to hear me. If you believe in Christ, this is his revelation to you to understand about him. He's gonna show you things that soon to come, and has some has already come. He is faithful. And he's very serious about this report. He's giving you a report of what, who you are, the event's going to happen in this world that you won't see naturally, but you have to pierce through Holy Spirit to see afar off. He said, you'll be blessed. You will be kept if you obey the contents of my word. He said, you'll be kept to the end if you receive this revelation of Christ. He said, because the time is near and he is coming back. The The revelation of God should occupy your mind. It should be the first utmost thing in your mind is Christ. That is a proper order should be in your mind. A deep concern for holding Christ in your thoughts. He should be something that overtakes you all the time. He, that's a proper order is that he's always first. And this was the deep concern that Apostle John had. Let's read our foundation scripture, which is uh, Revelation 4, 1 through 11. It's a New Living Translation.
2: Then, as I looked, I saw a door standing open in heaven. And the same voice I had heard before spoke to me like a trumpet blast. The voice said, come up here, and I will show you what must happen after this and instantly I was in the spirit, and I saw a throne in heaven and someone sitting on it. The one sitting on the throne was as brilliant as gemstones, like jasper and carnelian, and the glow of an emerald circled his throne like a rainbow. 24 thrones surrounded him, and 24 elders sat on them. They were all clothed in white, And had gold crowns on their heads. From the throne came flashes of lightning and the rumble of thunder. And in front of the throne were seven torches with burning flames. This is the sevenfold spirit of God. In front of the throne was a shiny sea of glass, sparkling like crystal. In the center and around the throne were four living beings, each covered with eyes front and back. The first of these living beings was like a lion, the second was like an ox, the third had a human face, and the fourth was like an eagle in flight. Each of these living beings had six wings, and their wings were covered all over with eyes inside and out. Day after day and night after night, they keep on saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, the Almighty The one who always was, who is, and who is still to come. Whenever the living beings give glory and honor and thanks to the one sitting on the throne, the one who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down and worship the one sitting on the throne, the one who lives forever and ever. And they lay their crowns before the throne and say, You are worthy, O Lord our God, to receive glory and honor, and power. For you created all things, and they exist because you created what you pleased. Glory to God.
0: I want us to understand the utmost importance of understanding the book of Revelation because your salvation, the confirmation of your salvation is locked up in this book. If you remain in the truth, knowing what you need to do and prepare for his coming. So as they begin to really describe what's going on here, again, the jasper, the emerald. He said it it went around the throne as a rainbow. And the rainbow, first of all, the emerald is the last stone. And this is the stone on the breastplate of the high priest for judgment this is judgment so this is why this is the last stone he said it was it wrapped around like a rainbow and why a rainbow when we see a rainbow do we understand what what it really means if we don't understand the throne room we don't understand what we have been redeemed from The rainbow is a combination of grace and judgment mingled together. Because after the flood, there was a rainbow. Now, there is grace, but there will also be judgment. This is what you see circle around the throne of God. You see a rainbow of judgment. And also grace. This is why he said, come boldly to the throne of grace. But you can only come boldly to the throne of grace with pure hands and a pure heart. This is why there was a gold bowl and that gold bowl had lava in it which looked like a sea. And this is where you wash your hand and your feet. Before you actually approach where the lampstands and everything were at. Before you came to the presence of Holy Spirit. You had to do this. And still now. So you need to understand what's going on constantly in the throne room of God. So then you see the 24 elders. And you see the four beasts. So he has an ox. He has a lion. So you have the ox because the ox is submissive. Obedient. Has a lion because of confidence and courage. I know I didn't say it like that, did I? (laughs) And he is definitely, he's someone who comes bold. He's he's an identity of being bold, coming bold before the throne. Then you have the eagle which have keen eyes he moves swift so these are the things of God that you are to possess but these are living beings and then who are all the people around it said there was thousand and thousand and thousand around the throne saying holy 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 these are the ones that was resurrected with Jesus. So when Jesus was resurrected, those that died, believing, came up with him. They are them. You need to understand what's going on constantly in the throne room. Mercy and judgment mingled together. And the seven torches, it's the menorah, which we will see wisdom, knowledge, counsel, understanding, might, and also the fear of the Lord. And so when you reach the throne of God, you're able to obtain all the spirits of God, which is one spirit, Holy Spirit. Amen? And in front of the throne, it says, was a shiny sea of glass. What was that? We don't know. How we don't know. That was a shiny sea of glass. It said, "Sparkle like crystal." This is the body of heaven. To show the revelation of this, he said, The earth is his footstool, the body of heaven. And heaven is his throne. Heaven is, see, there is no actual structure of a throne, it's a place. It's heaven, heaven is his throne. And the earth is his footstool. So you have this whole glass, this sea of glass. With those, he says, who have been martyred, they're under that sea of glass. And they're crying out, when will you avenge us? John the Baptist is crying out, when will you avenge us? He said, be patient because there are many others that have to join you in being martyred. See, see, we don't believe that because you're not being persecuted, but you should be. You're just not aware that you are. So, you got to understand it now. The earth is his footstool now, right? And heaven is his throne. What are they teaching us? That's exactly right. It's sad, but it's true. And the center around the throne were four beasts, living beings. They're living beings. And each covered their eyes. See, they had eyes front and back, and they had six wings. They had eyes front and back, star, and also within. You see, it kind of freaks you out just to describe it, but what it really is, you have to see spiritually, what is he really saying? He's saying, oh, my God. First of all, Satan himself was one of these living beings. He had six wings. He had those eyes in front and back and within. He was a protector of the law. So when you see or hear about those four living beings, that should be you. All in one. I'm able to see without and front, and back, and within. Why do I need eyes within? I need eyes within because I need to see my heart. Oh, yeah, the human face, that's why it all represents that one. Because you're supposed to possess being submissive as the ox, obedient as the ox, as the lion being very bold and bold because you are right to be bold to come before the throne of God because of how you're living and pleasing the Lord. And move swift through these trials and tribulation as an eagle flying high and above and soaring your situations. my Lord. This is why you should be always in praise because they said, I have a new song because the eyes from within and the eyes in front and the eyes in back saw through the ages that I would conquer. I would conquer the enemy and I'll be victorious. They saw what we still can't see. They saw that the lamb, the lamb was slain before the foundation of the earth. They saw Satan already being defeated. And they saw us being redeemed. And so they said, Pastor, holy, holy is the Lamb of God that was slain before the foundation of the earth. They said, I have a new song Glory and honor and majesty. See, you. See we've been saying that, Barbara. We've been saying that, but we don't understand why we're saying glory and honor and majesty belongs to the king because they saw what the king had completed already. Glory and honor. I have a new sentence. This was the new song. This is why we should always be praising and exalting God because you should always carry inside of you this new song. Glory and honor and majesty all belongs to the king because he's created everything. And who can stand before him? Wow. Glory to God. It says these living beings gave glory and honor and thanks before the throne of God, day and night, day and night. And they laid down there. Pastor right. Not, not sometimes they said day and night. It's telling you always, as it said, always, praise the Lord. Wow. Oh, Jesus. It's some good stuff. We have to have, and I'm going to end here. Wow. We have to have purity of heart that comes from living in the awareness of God. Do you hear me? That you are aware of God. (laughs) See, this is why we don't have praise and honor and glory and majesty to our king, because there is no awareness of God. Many eyes represent the open and all inclusive vision that is a result of being in God's presence. I have all inclusive vision because I've been in. See, and I've been telling Phoebe this, I said, I said, you I said, you're seeing. And this is way before I got this message. I said, you're really, I said, you're seeing. Prayer is causing her to see inclusive because prayer brings you into immediate intimacy with God, those that have a pure heart. In him, our eyes can think, star. Your eyes think. They don't look. They don't see. And the presence of God, your eyes now learn how to think. Oh, come on, come on. Your, your eyes start to discern and understand The mind of Christ ought to fuse with your vision. Your eyes, they ought to think now. They see with discernment and understanding. The mind of Christ fusing with our vision. Revealing what was impossible to see. My situation. It's impossible for me to see it getting any better. God's God's mind starts to fuse in your vision when you're in the presence of God. And it changes and gives you a spiritual perspective. What was impossible to see you now, you can see by the narrowness of your perception. We see in front. I see behind me. I get to see in the center of me. I get to see within me. You get to see distant spiritual realities. But you're also able to see close enough to penetrate and search the depths of God himself. (laughs) I love a person that loves the word of God. In addition, we see distant spiritualities, we said. So 1 Corinthians 2.10 says, just to confirm that you are able to search the depths of God himself. It says, but it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. We have to. Oh. It exactly passes why we can't see because that's the God. Yes. That is the artificial God.
3: That's why you're not excited.
0: Exactly. Being near to God gives us eyes within, yes. it monitors your motives. And it guides
3: self. You need to say that again. Your what? When you're
0: near God, it gives you eyes within. And this is the most important because these eyes monitor your motives and it guides self. Your motives. And then your inner eyes, they stand guard against sin.
3: (laughs) That's the proper response.
2: Hallelujah.
3: Proper.
0: See, it's talking about eyes within and then the, the inner eyes. Stand
3: on God against sin. How can, we close, how can we close those eyes off? I want to know why we close those eyes off, that one that spots that sin. Don't want You're to born see against pastor. self. Mm.
0: See, Pastor, this dullness of heart that you was talking about. It's spiritual blindness. There you go. In the Old Testament, God's judgment is against sin was that the heavens became bronze. Most Christians see the heavens closed. Mm -hmm. There you go. Because of your heart. Mm -hmm. You don't have the heart of God. So heaven is closed to you. So you you can't connect with it. This is why (laughs) a lot of times we, we are going through the same thing all the time because heaven is closed to us. It should be open. Heaven should. I was. I was. I was telling Minister Brian this is that we should be consistently connected to heaven.
3: So it should be the, as it was the days of heaven.
0: Exactly, Pastor. And the thing about we're looking it said, for you like
3: you're dreaming. That's what the scripture says. Mm? Those days would be like you're dreaming upon the earth. My goodness, I'm.
0: He's pouring his spirit out, Ooh. and it's a confirmation. Through the end-time dream that Cindy had, even though at the time she could not interpret it, but it proves that now your eyes should be open because now you should have the percept, spiritual perception, to see within the inner eyes, Amen. the eyes in front, the eyes in back. Oh my goodness! And stand guard against sin. Amen. It's evident. The Holy Spirit is not involved in a lot of our churches. That's right. Because young men should be seeing vision. And old men should be dreaming. Acts 2.17. Continually between God's kingdom in heaven and his kingdom on earth. We should know what's going on between those kingdoms. Amen. Because Apostle Paul had open vision. A consistent connection with heaven. Because he said, when I first converted, I didn't confer with none of the apostles. None. I went off to myself. It was me and the Holy Spirit. Three years. Three years. He had open vision. And that allowed him to actually be the author
3: of one third of the New Testament. So when you get saved, it shouldn't take you this long.
0: Mm -mm.
3: Three years. It shouldn't take you this long to get it.
0: That's right. Allow God to examine you and purge you each day. He will wash you with his word, chasten you with his holiness, and draw you into his presence, and then open your eyes to things within and without. We're we're, we're talking about the, the throne room of God. And in conclusion, each one of us have been summons mm-hmm. before God's throne. Isaiah thirty three fourteen. 14. But the question is, how will you finally see the Holy One? How will you see him? And will you be able to stand before him? When I say, how will you see him? Will it be judgment? Or will it be grace? Mm. He says his throne has a rainbow, emerald, of jasper around.
2: So
3: good.
0: And it says this is that it's mingled with judgment and grace. Mm. Mm. But when he returns, because his throne now, see when he returns. His throne would be the throne of glory.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because now it's the throne of grace.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the throne of grace. See, but what's going to happen, thank you, Holy Spirit, is that the Father, and the reason that it's the throne of grace now, you need to know why. Yep. It's the throne of grace because what Jesus did for you, your redemption. So you have grace now to come in. You have an opportunity to come into the body of Christ. But when he comes a second time, because he reigned then himself on the throne of grace. Mm-hmm. But when he returns this time, him and the father will reign together on the throne of glory.
3: Come back that's a lion.
0: See, they will come back together on the throne of glory. (laughs) And when you come back on the throne of glory, there will be judgment. That's right. And this is what the last throne or stone on the ephah of the priest Mm -hmm. is still saying. Judgment. 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 Judgment are just God. This is why you can now come boldly to the throne of grace. But this is a time that is called probation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when they both come back together probation will have ended. And it's only those who will reign with him on the throne of grace. I pray that the word of God has really enlightened you how to see and perceive spiritually. God's going to take me throughout the book of Revelation. I believe this here was, is a very challenging uh, study and teaching because we're not used to seeing, or we're not used to not seeing with our natural eyes. And so to actually change your mindset that this life, it's not my life. This life is not my life. This is why the apostle said, "Even unto death, I didn't cling to it." See, but why do we want to stay on? Is it because you have so much work you want to do for the Lord? Come on, I want to know. So when I mean, when you get a nail in sick in your body. Are you praying to stay on because you, you know, the Lord has given you an assignment and you need to complete it, or you just want to be here and do some things that you want to do? Oh, this is a real question. This is why Paul said that I'm caught between in between because it, I want to be with the I want to go, but it's to your benefit that I stay. So, can you say the same? Is that do I pray when it comes to this, type, this, this body here going to the dust. Why do we pray to stay? Why do you want a little while longer? Why, why do you want to stay a little longer? Because you know not the life that you should be living. And how you are called and summoned to reign with God. We are co-laborers even with those who have been martyred. And are laying at the feet of God. We are called to be co-laborers. We are to be supposed to be working in the kingdom of God. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Witnessing, testifying. Is this why you don't want to go? Because you just love telling everybody about the Lord and preparing them. Are you preparing people? For his second coming, are you prepared when he comes again? Amen. Because he said, "I'm coming again, and I'm coming only for those who are mine."
3: So, oh, like I say, hold on, teacher. You just gonna back out like that I'll leave all that? It's going they gonna be fine. They're gonna be fine. Amen. Time for some mature people. You. What you got to do, please? them fed the main course, them a little dessert, but it's good though. Listen, I'm looking at it like that. For real. So it's, it's really serious that you don't just come. And this is a rehearsal. So what are you doing in your rehearsal? If you're not praising God, worshiping you, your time, your offering, loving people, what, what do you think you're going to do when you get to heaven? You think you got to go free pass, get right in? No, your work is here. While I was on the right hand of the, of the Father, the right hand Is the hand that does the work. He said, I'll show you my faith by my works. So you have some works to do. You're not going to be judged on your sin, but it's going to be judged on what did you do with his word. Are you ready for that one? Your sin's already been forgiven. Are you ready for your works to be judged now? So you ain't ready for the works to be judged. Because you're putting a lot into things of this world.
0: You and it's good. To have oh, a career, do all, all right. these extraordinary things. But all these things is, gonna, is temporary. It's going to end. Yeah. And what's everlasting is your salvation. What's going to be everlasting is your works, what you're supposed to have done on behalf of the kingdom of God. That's right. So how much time are you really actually contributing to the kingdom
3: of God? Or oh, you just living your life. Are you just existing? If you really, this is how you know where he is in your heart. This is how you know if he's in the Holy of Holies. Because what you do. I didn't say perfect. Please stop saying that. Well, I don't this and I can't that. See, that's immediately what we start to do. You can do something. You can say, do you know Jesus? You can witness. You don't have to know all six, six books. You can witness. Your witness is your life. How are you living? Amen?